0: Welcome to the broadcast at Mount Gilead Baptist Church. We invite you to join us here on this station each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. We also invite you to join us in person at 11 a.m. The church is located at 5332 Highway 52 East, Dahlonega, Georgia. Now join Pastor Les Fuller as he brings God's Word. It's good to be with you this morning. If you love Jesus, say amen. amen. No, you can do better than that. If y'all love Jesus, I'm talking about if you say amen. 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 Good to see all of you this morning. We are. It's my honor and privilege to be with you. And ever since I met you, Pastor, I, I fell in love with him. Talking about falling in love. Uh, fell in love with Brother Les, and appreciate uh, God letting our paths cross in this life. And uh, looking forward to what God's going to do with that relationship on through the years. Uh, we're going to spend eternity together if you're saved. Can I get a witness Amen. right there? Amen. Somebody asked me one time, said, Brother John, you got time to, and they would wanting to talk to him about something. Said, Brother John, you got time for this, this. I said, well, I got eternal life. Amen. Amen. Y'all loosen up just a little bit. It'll be okay. Amen. Amen. I believe the old King James Bible. That's the book that God placed in my hands when I got saved. Got saved at the age of 29 years old. Didn't know a thing about God. Wasn't a church-going person. I was a locomotive for. Uh, I was a locomotive engineer for the railroad down in Waycross, Georgia, our hometown. And uh, 29 years old, lost, and very much a sinner, empty. And uh, as far as the world goes, I had it made. I had the job of my dreams, but I was so empty on the inside and so much a sinner. I couldn't believe that I'd gotten my life into the point that it was. And God started convicting me. and started showing me how much a sinner I really was in his eyes and how much he loved me and how he gave his son just for me. And I got saved on November 21st, 1982. And uh, uh, resigned my job as a locomotive engineer. God had called me to preach and uh, been trying to tell people about Jesus ever since. And I love, I love, I love, I love being saved. Best thing ever happened to me in life was the the day that He saved my soul. And if you're here this morning, never been saved, today would be a good day for you to bow your knees to the Lord Jesus Christ and ask Him into your heart Can I get a witness right there? Amen. Let's all stand to honor the reading of God's word in the book of Genesis, chapter number one. The book of Genesis, chapter number one. And I pray that God would meet with us for just a little while as we surround ourselves with the word of God and do a work in all of our hearts. I miss my wife being here, Brother Les. Got to talk about he and his wife being married and falling in love with each other. I was about to leave and go home and be with my wife. Amen. I love my, my wife. Amen. We've been together 47 years, and uh, by the grace of God, I promise you that, by the grace of God. And, uh, and love her, as Brother Les said about his wife, I love my wife more now than I ever have before. And so thankful for the one that God put in my life to be my companion. And she's made When we both got saved, We when we got married, we were not uh, saved people. Neither one of us. And both have been saved since we got married. And, but God has made such a precious wife out of her. And is still working on me, trying to make something out of me. So I just appreciate God's goodness and grace to us all. Can I get a witness right there? Genesis chapter number one, I've got the text memorized for the morning, and uh, most of you are familiar with this, the very first verse of Genesis chapter number one, in the beginning God created. In the beginning God, how much preaching could be done in this one verse of scripture. In the beginning God created, how many of you believe that this morning? I believe God created everything that there is, visible, invisible, things seen, unseen. I believe our God created everything. Amen. In the beginning, God created, everybody say the very next two words, the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I want to take just that simple text this morning and preach a message on heaven. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, this morning as we come before you, we're so thankful and blessed, Lord, to have the book of God. And Lord God, as we try our feeble best, Lord, to take this book and, Lord, expound it in such a way. I pray, God, for your anointing, that, Lord, you'd please anoint me and please touch me, fill me with the Spirit of God, Lord, that I might not just be a, a just up here just going through any motions, but, Lord, I might have a message from heaven for your people. I pray, God, that you would use this time together, Lord, to do a work. in every heart that's in this place, oh, God, move. Oh, God, may the will of God be accomplished at Mount Gilead as it is in heaven. And would you please touch every person that's here I pray not for myself alone, but for every individual that's in this place. That, God, you would open the hearts to every, every soul. And, God, that you would please do a work that's necessary this morning. And we'll thank you and we'll praise you for everything that you'll do. For it's in the precious, sweet name of Jesus we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. In the beginning God created... The heaven and the earth, two places are mentioned in this opening text of Genesis one one of what God created. God created the heaven, and He created the earth. If you believe that God created the earth, say Amen right there. Well, if you know that God created the earth, and we we know that because we live on this earth, just as sure as there is an earth, there is a heaven up above. Amen and Amen. The Bible talks about these two places. It doesn't take time out to tell us about anything about God, doesn't introduce us to the thought of God. It just begins in the beginning. God created the heaven and the earth. I'm glad to believe that very first verse of Scripture. I'm glad to know that God created everything. He's a mighty big God. He's bigger than we could ever imagine. Can I get a witness right there? He's God Almighty. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And He created everything that we see. And here it says that He created the heaven and the earth. Well, we know something has happened because by the time we get to chapter 2, it said that God has created the heavens, plural, and the earth. In Genesis 1-1, it's the heaven and the earth. But then in Genesis chapter 2, it says the heavens. Was well, something happened. Well, Paul talks about the third heaven. He said, I knew such a one about 14 years ago. He said that was called up into two the third heaven and a lot of people can't wrap their minds around that how there can be a first heaven second heaven and third heaven well let me explain it to you like this you go outside uh, during a a bright sunny day and you look up into the skies and you look up and everything you see in the daytime is the first heaven but you go out in that same outside at night time and you look up into that same sky from the very same point and you look up into the sky at night time. And everything that you see up there by night is the second heaven. But then the third heaven is what you can only see by faith. Amen and amen. The first heaven is what you see in the daytime. Second heaven is what you see at night time. Third heaven is what you see, thank God, by faith. Uh, and that's the place uh, that I want to preach about for just a little while this morning. This place... Called heaven, this place where God dwells, this place where the creating God in- inhabits, uh, this place that he calls uh, his home. Uh, I want to preach about this place called heaven for just a little while. Amen and amen. D.L. Moody said this. He said, surely it is not wrong for us to think and talk about heaven. He said, i like to find out all I can about it. He said, I expect to live there through all eternity. If I were going to dwell in any place in this country, if I were going to make it my home, I would inquire about his climate, about his neighbors. I would would want to know everything, in fact, that I could learn concerning that place. He said, if soon you were going to immigrate, that is the way you would feel. Well, we are all, if you're saved this morning, We are all going to this place called heaven. I want to find out as much about it as I can. I want to find out what's going on over there. I want to find out about the people over there. I want to find out about the place over there. But most of all, I want to find out about my Savior who lives over there forever and ever and ever. Amen. I want to talk about, number one, I want to talk about the properties of heaven. It's not a state of mind. It's not some uh, uh, dimension that none of us have ever entered into. It is a real place. Heaven is a place. Just as the earth is a place, heaven is a place. It's not a figment of some man's imagination. It's not a fairy tale. It's not just a song that people sing about. It is a real place. Matter of fact, it's the most valuable piece of real estate in all of eternity. This place called heaven that I'm preaching about this morning. It is a real place. God dwells there. The angels, the seraphim, the cherubim, all those that have gone on to heaven, they all dwell there today. I believe that every saint of God that's ever passed on, uh, the moment they they shut their eyes here, they open their eyes over in a place uh, called heaven. Uh, It is a real place. Amen and amen. We sing that song. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth shall grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace. We're told to set our affection on things above and not the things of this earth. Oh, if we just get our mind on this place called heaven, uh, the things of this earth would grow strangely dim. If we would just get our hearts uh, set in the right place, uh, the troubles that we have down here, they would grow strangely dim. Thank God, thank God for this place uh, that is called heaven. Can I get a witness right there? The Bible says, If ye then be risen with Christ... Seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above and not on the things of this earth. When we set our, our affection on things above, the things below will grow dim and, and be in their proper perspective. Barbara Walters, some years ago before she died, she did a, a series. She did a... An interview with people all around the world about heaven. She went around the entire globe asking people what they thought about heaven. Did they even believe heaven was real? She interviewed uh, Buddhists. She interviewed Muslims and Christians and scientists. And she even interviewed atheists. And she went around asking everybody, what do you believe about heaven? How do you get there? Who is there? Is there really such a place as called heaven? She interviewed this one woman by the name of Ellen Johnson. Ellen Johnson was the president of the American Atheist back in those days. And this is what Ellen Johnson said about heaven. She said, science or no science, heaven is a myth. Heaven does not exist. Hell does not exist. She went on to say these words. She said, we are not going to exist after we die. She said, I'm not happy about the fact that that's the end of life, but I can accept that and make my life more fulfilling now because this is the only chance I have. I read those words and I thought what a sad way to go through life. What a sad way to just just walk through life in believing that when you die you're dead like a dog and that's the end of it. I don't know about you but I'm excited about this place called heaven. There's a better place. This is not the real place. I'm just passing through. This is not my home and if you're saved this is not your home. Heaven is Waiting on you, amen and amen. Scientists spend billions of dollars trying to dis, trying to discover what's out there. They go up and they in their little uh, rockets and they try to discover is there life out there. I can tell them that. Yeah, there's somebody out there. Yeah, there's there's life out there, and his name is Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Whenever the cosmonauts went out there for the first time. They, they shot themselves up in that little rocket and they floated around for a little while and they came back down to earth and they stepped out of the rocket and they, they uh, announced to the world, they said, we went out there and there is no God out there. We didn't see God at all. I thought to myself, you take that little oxygen nose off your nose uh, and you'll see him, amen and amen. You ain't going to see God in a rocket ship. Uh, you can't find him in a rocket ship. Uh, you find him on your knees uh, at the feet of Calvary. Uh, you'll find him uh, uh, repenting of your sins. Uh, you'll find him at uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, that's how you find him. Amen and amen. Amen. Uh, It's a a real place. It's a radiant place. It has a city over there that is four square. How that four square is laid out, I don't know. I don't know if it's four square like a pyramid or four square. I don't really know about all all of that, but I know this. I know it's there. I know that city's there, and I know it's a radiant place. It's a place like we've never seen before. Jesus was spending some time with his disciples right before he left. He knew that those disciples were going to be facing a lot of trials and troubles. He knew what was ahead for them. And he said, let not your heart be troubled. He said, you believe in God, believe also in me. He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. He said, if it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Let me say it again. I will come again. Hey, he's coming back. Just like he said he was, he's coming back one glorious day. And he's coming back for those who are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And there's a place over there that he's prepared for all of us. Who are saved, Amen. Amen. A little girl was walking with her dad one day. And she would they were walking at night and she was looking up at all those pretty stars sparkling. And she said, Daddy, she said, if heaven is this pretty on the wrong side, imagine what it is like on the right side. Amen. Woo! Glory to God. Some of y'all ought to get you a happy bubble or something about right there. Amen. If you're saved, you ought to let your face know it. Amen. Because Jesus has prepared a place for you and I who are saved. Amen. Amen. It's a restful place. Oliver B. Green wrote many commentaries throughout his life. Great man of God. He wrote many commentaries. And the very last commentary he ever wrote was on the book of Hebrews. And the very last verse that he ever commented on was Hebrews chapter 4 verse 9 where it says, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Oh, we go through things down here. We face troubles and trials and tribulations. Struggles and tears flow down at night. And, oh, we go through things and we face hard things down here. Matter of fact, every one of us, if you're saved, say amen. 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 Every one of us in here have gone through enough to knock us out already. But here we are by the good grace of God. And thank God He's a, he's a God that can keep us in. He's a God. Thank God that it loves us and cares about us. And thank God He's kept us where we are today. Yeah. Amen but there's a rest coming for the people of God. You think about it. In heaven, there'll be no more aches or agony or ambulances or apathy or alcohol or acne. There'll be no blindness or burdens or bifocals or battles or bombs or bunions or backaches or backsliding. No more cripples or crutches. No more cares or caskets or crying. No more country music. I didn't say that, did I? No more cancer, no more death or deception or division or debts, or departing. No more enemies or emptiness or envy or fears or frowns or the fatherless or feeding tubes. No more groans or graves or grief or greed. No more hopelessness or helplessness or homelessness. And thank God, no more hospitals. No more idolatry or enticement to sin. No more interruptions. No more jury or jails or judgment or jealousy. No kicking or killing. No loneliness or longing or lost or lust. No murder, no madness, no misunderstandings. No negatives, no nervousness or orphans or oldness. No pain or problems or the poor or the pitiful or prisons. There'll be no more quarrels or no more quaking or no more quenching the Spirit of God. No more refusing or repining or resentment or rap or rock and roll or rebellion. No more storms or sadness or sin or sorrow or sickness. No more trouble, no more trials, no more tiredness, no more temptation, uh, no more tumors, uh, no more unhappiness or unthankfulness, no more violence or vengeance, no more wars or wheelchairs or witchcraft or wounds or X-rated movies and no X-rays at all. No more yeses that are really no's. No Zodiac or Zulus. Matter of fact, there would be no Baptists, no more Pentecostals, uh, no more Methodists, uh, yeah. only those who have been redeemed uh, by the blood uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Which leads me to this point. Not just the properties, but the people of heaven. Who's going to be there? Only those who are washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so glad that he wrote my name down one day in the Lamb's book of life. I'm so glad to know that I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. The amazing thing about salvation to me is not that I received Jesus, but that Jesus received me. Oh, I didn't deserve to be saved. You don't deserve to be saved. Nobody in this room deserves salvation, but thank God by grace he saved us and He's kept us saved all these years by his amazing grace. Who's going to be there? The blood washed multitude. In Revelation 5:9 it says, And they sung a new song saying, Thou worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred, every tongue, and every people and every nation. The Bible says in Colossians 1, 13 and 14, it says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. You're not not saved by being baptized. You're not saved by joining a church. You're not saved by teaching a Sunday school. You're not saved by singing in a choir. You're not saved by preaching. You're not saved by being a deacon. You're saved through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that alone, there is no salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved than the name of Jesus Christ. He alone. You think about it, everyone there in heaven will be perfectly right with God. Think about that. No alcoholics, no drug addicts, no adulterers, no sodomites, no child molesters, no transgender bathrooms or thieves or liars or murderers, no sinners. The sinners may demand acceptance down here, but over there, they'll demand nothing. They'll not be allowed in. Can I say this, that everyone over there will be perfectly right with God? In the record of God's book, there are some that have already made it. Enoch made it. He was somebody in his day and time, and it was a wicked, evil time during those days. But in the days of Enoch, it said that Enoch walked with God. Oh, that's what we need is we need more people that have just make up their mind, I'm going to walk with God. I don't care what this world thinks of me, but I'm going to walk with God. And it said Enoch walked with God and said one day, said that they walked far enough that God said, I tell you what, Enoch, you just come with me. And the Bible said that he was not, for God took him. Enoch's already made it. Elijah's made it. Moses made it. I, was, I dreamed one night, Brother Les, that I'd made it to heaven. And in that dream, it was so real to me. In that dream, we were all gathered around in one huge circle, and we were all singing amazing grace. And I heard this bass voice singing Amazing Grace, how sweet a sound. And I looked, and standing right next to me was Moses. And can you imagine being in heaven and being with the old patriarchs of old Moses and Elijah and Enoch? I can't wait to meet uh, the maniac of Gadara. I want to sit down by the river and talk to him about his experience with Jesus. Uh, Can you imagine all of those that were healed and and rescued by the Lord Jesus Christ? Uh, I can't wait to sit down and talk with all the 12 disciples uh, and see what their experiences were. One day it's going to be a reality. We're going to see one another and we're going to be with all the saints of old uh, forever and ever and ever. Glory to God. Uh, The blood washed strong will be there. But I want to say this. I believe this with all of my heart. Babies will be there. I believe babies. I believe babies. If something happens to them, I believe they go to heaven immediately to be with Christ. Mama, one day I was, I'd started a church down in Waycross, Georgia, my hometown, and started it in. I got saved in 1982. In 1988, I started a church in a little storefront building. And uh, people, people were getting saved, and we moved in about a year from there to a, a building. And, and uh, I, I went by to see my mom on a, a blue Monday. You know, every pastor will resign on Monday. <laughs> y'all, let your, y'all let your pastor have a good vacation with his wife. Let them have a good time together. Let them, let them go off and enjoy one another. Amen. They, they need that. They need that space. They need that time together. Well, I went by to see my mom, and she said, "John, I'm to tell you a story." I said, "Okay." She said, "John," she said. She said about a year before you were born. She said, "You know, we, we had a, another son." I said, "Yes, ma'am." And she said, "John, that little boy came into this world. And said it was their firstborn between my mom and dad." And uh, my dad's name was Lawton. My mom's name is Joy. Lawton and Joy had their firstborn son. She said, I was laying in that hospital room, and she said that that little child come into this world, and I heard him cry and said they laid him up on my stomach and said that not long after he was born and still while he was on my stomach, said he died. And she said, "Uh, John, I'm going to tell you something. She said a year later... God blessed us with you. She said, uh, She said, I never have told you this and I'd been preaching for quite some time, but she said, I never have told you this or anything, she said, but uh, a year later, you were born and she said, your dad and I had already talked about this and she said, we'd already made up our mind that we were going to name you after two preachers in the Bible, Timothy, John. And that's my God's my God-given name is Timothy John. And she said, "They laid you up on my stomach. She said, "I held you up to God." She said, "Lord, you took my first one. I'm going to go ahead and give you the second one. If you'll make a preacher out of him, we sure will appreciate it. I get to heaven. I'm going to get to see my brother. Nobody's gonna point, have to point him out to me and say that's him over there. I'll know him. I'll know that's him. I'll know that's my brother. And I'm gonna go up there. I always wanted a, a big brother. I always wanted a brother in life. All I had was a snotty nose sister. I always wanted a big brother, and I'm gonna go lock arms with him. And I'm gonna say thank God for heaven. Thank God for heaven. Uh, Hey, if you know where they are, they're not lost. If you know where they are, they're not lost. If they're in heaven, they're in safe keeping. They're in a good place. They're in God's place. Amen. Amen. The people of heaven. The properties of heaven. The purpose of heaven. So that we can pray. If you have listened to Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Fuller, Les Fuller at Mount Gilead at Baptist, Baptist, Baptist Church, please join please us on 11 a.m. at 5332 50 50 30 30 highway, highway 52, 52 East Delonica. Or, or view our live stream, our live stream on, Facebook on, Facebook. on Facebook. May God, May bless, God you bless you for listening. listening. 97.5 Glory FM, FM your, your family, family radio, radio station in North Georgia. Georgia. It's 8.30 in time once again. again